What's good everybody, this is Silas from silasbeats.info here with another episode of the Leverage Podcast, the podcast that helps you get ahead. In today's episode, episode 154, 154, um, I want to talk about a couple of misconceptions that people have with regards to the music industry. I just want to shoot through them quickly. Um, I actually wasn't even going to do a, a podcast today, but consistency, consistency, um, yeah, I, I just decided I was going to knock one out. So, with regards to misconceptions, I think the first misconception that a lot of people have um, is with regards to uh, record labels and that if you are a part of, of a record label, you're affiliated to a record label, that certain things will get done for you. Um, there's certain expectations that people have and then when they get into the contract they realize that that's actually not what's going to happen a record label doesn't instantly mean you're going to get an advance it also doesn't mean that you're not going to have to pay the money back in fact most of the time you will have to pay the money back so if you do get an advance or they do spend money on you the record label is a company it's a business they're trying to make money the only reason they brought you in is because they feel like you can make them money so they want to make more money for their business than what they're spending on you so if they're spending a certain amount and they see that damn we can we can put in 100k trust me they're going to come back for that 100k it's not going to be a case that you are so good that people are there to just give you money no way in the world does it work like that it's a business they run as a business so when they make business decisions you just need to understand that it's a business and there's not that much you can do you are basically an asset to them You're there to make them money. So bearing that in mind, don't feel like you are an almighty figure and people should bow down to you. You are basically an employee and people are using you. They're leveraging off of your fan base. They're leveraging off of everything you have. This is why I always say it's better to be independent because when you build what you have, it's yours. You've built it and people know that you've built it because they know that you're not affiliated with anyone and they take that a little bit better. I feel um, than if you were just backed by some random major and then you just became an overnight success. I've seen people who have gone from absolute having, absolutely having nothing, not putting in the hard work, and then what happens is they get one or two uh, moments of success and all of a sudden everyone's asking questions. It's like, who the hell is this person? You haven't put in the hard work. That's why people are asking questions. And what tends to happen is three, four, five months later, you become, you're no longer the flavor of the week. It's rough. You're done. You're done for. So no one wants to be in that situation. So I think for the most part, try, try and be that person that um, spends a little bit more time, um, a little bit more time trying to actually build a fan base um, and trying to do it as independently as possible. If obviously if a sweet deal comes along and you think it's a sweet deal and you've read through the paperwork, go for it. But for the most part, I'd say stay away from those things. First misconception. Second misconception, sound quality. Um, I heard someone asking me about mic sound quality and all of that. And I actually gave them an an example of something that happened to me recently. um, Where an artist recorded something in my studio. He has a setup at his studio. So he recorded the very same thing there and sent it through to me. I played them together and I realized, I was like, it's the same microphone, so it won't make too much of a difference. But the recordings were very different. When I questioned the situation further, I saw that I was using a Steinberg UR242 
and he was using a PreSonus audio box, the old version. I think it was the audio box, the very first version. For those people that don't know a lot about music equipment, basically mine was better than his. And what ended up happening was I could tell, although we had the exact same microphone, I could tell that my mic slash audio interface combination was better than his mic slash audio interface um, combination. Now it was a perfect A-B test because we eliminated the microphone by having the same microphone. Any quality differences would have come from the microphone. Remember, these are, these are straight up audio recordings. Obviously, the, the room is different, but his room is also quite small. It's very, very small, very packed, and compact. And um, the issue wasn't even the reverb or, or that kind of thing. It was a question of obviously the size of the room, but at the same time, there was something. There was something about the tone of the vocal and the body in the vocal that was different. Mine was bigger. I, I could hear a lot more of the frequencies. It sounded clearer. And it was very slight. Um, in terms of the equipment change, a couple of thousand rand difference, but the, the, the quality difference was there and I was able to hear it. And from that day forward, I knew that having good preamps in your audio interface, possibly even having another preamp that sits with your audio interface and then having a good microphone, <coughs> excuse me, is better than just having a good microphone because a good microphone but the crappy audio interface is still going to give you a, a mediocre, it's going to give you mediocre sound quality. So yeah, just quickly on that one, that sound quality isn't always determined only by the mic. Next misconception is that you can outsource your social media activities in the beginning of your career. I've spoken to many artists about this and they say, yeah, don't you know anyone that's willing to handle social media? I'm like, um, do you have a Twitter account? Like, no, I just want, I need them to set it up for me and do all of that stuff. And I think to myself, I'm like, no, that's not how it works. People, there are companies out there and they will charge you an arm and a leg for setting it up properly. Um, working on it consistently and posting for you every single day is difficult and i tried to do it as well at some point i tried to outsource someone and say to them you know what um i want you to help me with my social media account i want you to help me post i want you to help me with these things at the end of the day they didn't take it on as their own they weren't serious about it they weren't able to engage with my fans because they didn't know who my fans were you know who the people who listen to your music are don't just say that it's anybody and everybody because if you don't know what your ideal fan looks like, you're screwed. Best way you can do this for yourself is think about what your ideal fan looks like. Is it a hip-hop head? Is it someone who's probably got a gang load of tattoos? Um, they've got, and they've like gang-related tattoos. Um, are they... Are they dodgy characters? Are they? Are you a conscious rapper? Do you make music for weed heads? Do you make music for... And you have to... The thing is, you have to classify your music because the moment you're able to define who you are, are you a trapper? Are you, are you a man there for the ladies? Do you sing for the ladies? Do you rap for ladies? Um, are you... Are you, you know... Do you portray yourself as like a... Um, a 
you know, as a ladies' man, are you, are you a, are you that, that, that chick with an attitude? Do you, you know, you need, you need to figure out who you are and who your music appeals to. Because chances are, whatever you stand for, your music will tend to appeal to those people. Like, I know I'm an academic. When I speak to people, I've got certain, there are certain features about the way I speak, the way I am, what I do, that shoot off an academic vibe. They're like, oh, okay, cool, I see. That's what this person's about. It's the same, even when we're talking about music, I'm not there. When it comes to um, emphasizing on lyrics, whenever we have a conversation, whenever I have a conversation with someone, they know not to bring up... Um, to bring up new songs because I don't listen to new music. I'm a bit of an, I'm a bit of a, a hermit when it comes to listening to, to new music. I don't know what's going on out there. I am black. I am originally not from the country that I live in. I am between the ages of 18 and 35. I am male. I am living in a particular part of South Africa, you know. So all of these things play into what I am. Therefore, the people that listen to me tend to be people in the same situation. You would be surprised at how many people I've managed to uncover that are black male between the ages of 18 and 35 living in this half of the country um, that aren't originally from this country. It's so, it's so crazy because, you know, you... you you, you are what you attract or in this situation you attract what you are um, so you need to picture and know exactly who your people are and then you'll know your fans or your audience can I call them that or your colleagues I work with some of them so in this situation you need to know who you are and you can't offload that that's basically my point that I'm trying to make you can't offload that onto someone else I can't give this to a professional and say please handle my social media account because everything I told you just now about myself they probably won't know. And when I post certain things about my day, when I tell you that today was a shitty day, that's coming straight from me. You're able to associate with that. Maybe you had a shitty day too and you, you happen to be listening to this. You know, we, I, you, it might not be the same day that we're listening to it, but you'll just know that when I was speaking into the mic that I was having a shitty day too. So there needs to be this whole relating that happens. And that can't happen when you offload your social media to someone else. It, be, it comes across as, as, as inauthentic. And you're only allowed to, in my opinion, I don't want you to be inauthentic unless you're famous. If I see someone handling your social media and you are not famous, and that person is being inauthentic about what's going on, it does not work. You come across as pretentious. They'll say, who does this person think they are? They're not even that big yet. Why on earth is someone else? I can clearly tell that this is not them. What the hell? You know, and then that's the end of your, the jig is up. You're finished. You're, you're, you're done for. So for as long as you can, handle your social media and handle it well. Post every day, right? Do as much as you can. Which brings me to my next point perfectly, which is that people, there's a misconception that people believe that when it comes to posting to social media, that I always get the people always say to me, I'm not going to post about my meal. No one asked you to post your meal. I don't care what you ate. I don't care what, what's going on. But what you can do is post what's happening around you. If you see a goat lying in the middle of the street, 
and it, it it's it's not doesn't give two hoots about what's going on. People are hooting at it. Take a picture of it, post it to social media. You can even caption it and create a meme, right? If you're in the studio, take a picture. That was the best piece of advice I got from someone. They said to me, every time you're in studio with someone, just take a picture of yourself and them in studio. That's all you need to do. And I started doing that consistently now. Every single time I have a session, either I'll ask or I won't ask. I'll just take the damn picture and I'll post it up there. And then, yeah, it's become a thing now. People, when they come in, they ask me for that picture. And when I post it, they repost it to their fans. And I pick up on a couple new fans. And now people start asking me about my prices for my studio time. And people want to know when the new tracks are coming out. And it's one massive, um, uh, what's this, domino effect. So just get involved. And another thing is, yeah, no, I'll post when I'm in studio. No, why are you only doing that? Set up your microphone. Here's something that, here's, some, here's an idea for you. Go and get a, um, uh, I don't want to say a selfie stick, but get yourself a selfie tripod or get yourself a tripod for phones. Um, I got one for, I think it was 200 Rand on takealot.com. And now I basically have a tripod for my cell phone. If I was a rapper, I would set that thing up. I promise you now. I'd set that thing up and I'd stand there and I'd perform. Once a day. Or at least three times a week. I'd perform a song of mine um, into... I'd perform a song of mine into... Into the camera and then I'd post it. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. I'd post it everywhere. People can hear my bars. It'll basically be a really cheap music... Not music video. I don't want to call it that because now we start comparing it with other music videos and that'd be terrible. But it's just content. You're posting something out there. What There's also music... There's also programs that allow you to turn your music from just an MP3 into an MP4. And you can take the artwork and pop it there. Then you can post that to Instagram, post it to YouTube, post it wherever. Or what you can do is you can take a video of you just walking down the street, mouthing the lyrics. Or you can um, take pictures of you in the studio, whatever it is. You can take some video content. You can chop it up, take your song, plonk it there, post it more content it's just a lot that you can do with regards to posting stuff out there um yeah so don't feel like you are only going to start your social media campaigns and everything when you release the music because for the most part you'll be sadly disappointed because your songs might not do as well as you think that they are doing um or they might not do as well as you think that they're going to do and then you're screwed because now you are banking on this moment don't bank on that one moment. Put your eggs in different baskets. Do some stuff now with your posts. Do some stuff later with your songs. Do some stuff after that with your videos. Build hype. Tell people that you're going to be, you know, you have posts. And I've seen it. People will have in their post, I'm going to be doing this between then and then. And then they take pictures when they're there at the show or whatever it is. And that's content for you. If you're writing, say you're writing lyrics, take a blurred, take a picture of you a pen, pad, and a coffee. Take a picture. Take a picture of it and uh, caption it. Blur out the lyrics so no one can see your amazing rhymes and then post that. There, you've got more content to post. You can say in-studio working. That can be your thing. Whenever you write um, lyrics, you take one picture of what you're doing, make sure the words are blurred out, have your coffee there, whatever is your Red Bull, and you post that. Done. Every single time you write, i.e. maybe once... Maybe uh, three times a week you have that picture. 
at least that way people start to associate you with music and people start to see, oh, this person's actually putting in a little bit of work. And you're not bragging. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bragging when I take pictures of people in my studio. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not trying to show off either. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to document as much of what I can so that I can show people the process, the journey. And then when later on down the line, when I look at my, my profile at the end of the year and someone scrolls through, they can see, oh, okay, studio, 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 studio session, studio session, another studio session, oh, they were there, oh, performance, that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing. And it's more content for people to see. I did a post on content, so I'm not going to get into that too much, but just understand that content can be any little thing that you um that you're doing or that you are you know that you want to post it's easy so yeah those are the misconceptions these are the basic things that i see on a daily basis that people uh, that people are committing i call them fouls they are terrible because at the end of the day people are holding themselves back and i don't know where people learn these things from the artists especially artists are very very i must say you guys are a bunch of um special characters at certain points in time because when a creative person it's the same way when i say artists i'm talking about painters i'm talking about music producers i'm talking about literally anybody who's involved creatively in something we're a, and i'll include myself in there we're a bunch of very very um we we seem to be open-minded until our minds make a decision on something i can bet you you have a plan you have an amazing plan of what you want to happen and it's all well and good until that plan fails on its face. Then all of a sudden you need to change things up. Now all of a sudden you're panicking because this thing is not working the way you wanted it to. Then the other thing is buggering around. Then that other person is messing you around. And then you've got this problem and that other problem and then this and then that. And then your initial plan goes out the window, completely out the window. Now you're screwed, right? So we need to be more versatile as artists and as creatives. That's the only way we're going to get ahead. No one is going to be there to baby you through things when things go wrong. And unfortunately, you need to be very, we need to be a lot more dynamic with our plans than what we are. When people come through to the studio, they already know exactly what they're going to do with regards to social media. And I sit there and I look at them, I'm like, how, oh, but where did they learn this thing from? Where did they learn this thing? And more often than not, they've seen someone else do it and they've come to a conclusion. So um, they see Casper tagging. 50 people in the posts, in his posts. There might be a reason why he's tagging 50 people in his posts, but what happens is everybody now decides, you know what, Casper's doing it, I'm gonna tag 50 people in, in my posts. And what happens is people get angry at you and they block you because you, you haven't done things correctly. If I was in a situation and I saw that, I'd think, hmm, maybe he knows all 50 of these people and he's spoken to them in a Facebook group because you don't know what happens behind the scenes. You don't know. Um, perfect example my mother always gives me is Never be misled by that person that parties a lot um, but manages to get a lot of stuff done. So I know when we're all studying, we all get that person. We all knew that person that would say, hey, I haven't studied so hard. I haven't studied for the test. And they were out with you on the weekend. You guys were all out chilling and you saw no books were, not a book was read. Not a single book was read. And then when the test comes, you're thinking to yourself, shit, I haven't studied enough. You write the test, you get yourself a young 60%. You're like, ah, it's not too bad. This person comes through and slaps you with an 85. And you're like, where the hell did this come from? I know you're not just smart. What happened? And they'll, they'll shrug their shoulders and then walk away. They don't owe you an, an explanation for shit. They don't, they don't need to tell you what they did. Just know that at some point something happened. 
and you weren't involved in it and you didn't see it and you thought you had done enough but it wasn't enough it's the exact same situation when you post to social media and you think that your data file host track and the other person's data file host track are going to do the same they're not going to because one of you has done a little bit extra than the other and in Casper's situation for all we know he had whatsapp groups for years and he had people that he knew that he had in each whatsapp group and he spoke to everybody in each one and said i'm about to tag you guys in this thing is it okay everybody says yes he posts bam then he gets everyone else to repost. I don't know. They could have, that's one theory. One of 10,000 theories as to how his, his, um, his tagging worked. It could have been anything. It's the same with um, when people post to social media. We'll be in, sitting in the same studio session. I will post a picture. And after posting that picture, I'll do my things and within a couple of hours I've gotten good social media interaction people are hitting me up they're like oh damn you're in studio again oh that's dope that's dope someone sees it they're like dude can I get that picture I also want to post it and I know they're probably thinking hey you know what maybe it'll be the same for me but it's not the case because when they post the picture then it doesn't get that same social interaction again myself and that other person haven't done the same amount of work maybe they've done more work than I am and they get a bigger reaction than me Maybe they've got that much more of a stronger fan base. Let them, you know, let them, let them do that. Let them have that. Um, you want to you wanna make sure that you're, you're doing all the work that you can because your story currently and someone else's story currently, like right now at this current point in time, is always going to be different. You and I might have been the same at some point, but right now, you and I, when we compare you and I together, we are very different. I never feel like someone else's um, good techniques are going to work for you because chances are it's not the case. People are going to look at you and say, hey, who's this person trying to be? And there you are thinking, ah, these other people have all tried it and it's worked for all of them. Why won't it work for me? And what ends up happening is that it doesn't work for you. And then you get confused when something works for them, but it doesn't work for you. So for the most part, try and make sure that you delve through all of these misconceptions and fix it. In your mind fix it in your mind before you get disappointed please firstly with all these points that i've mentioned if you don't remember them please rewind go back and make notes because these are the type of things that will slow you down and if you're not sure ask and if you don't want to ask because you're either you're too proud or you feel like you know just do a young google search so you know it's like knowing that where you're gonna buy you, you knowing why you want to buy that phone you're like i'm gonna get that i'm gonna get the s8 the Samsung S8 or the iPhone 8. I'm going to get it when it comes out. The moment it comes out, I'm going to buy that thing. But I promise you, nine times out of ten, you are going to go to the internet to find out what's going on. Do the same thing with everything related to music career. Don't just do things all willy-nilly. Otherwise, you end up in a situation where you are um, you're basically just shooting in the dark. And that's never a healthy situation. So if you want to send me an email, you can. You can send one through to business.silasbeats.info or you can head through to my website, www.silasbeats.info and, and we can chat there um, about all of this stuff. Yeah, you can hit me up there. Peace.